We are Guys in Shorts, your podcast for all the latest news in sports, entertainment, pop culture, and just about anything else relevant in 2019. We do this show every week, and just like Mike Trout, we're not leaving anytime soon. Angel <laughs> for life, baby. Oh, Ben, you're going to have to do 1,000 push-ups. In 12 years. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm holding you to it. That's right. Mike Trout agreed to a historic contract with the Angels. 12 years, $426.5 million. Ben's here to tell us why it'll be a complete disaster. <laughs> yeah, right, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's locked and loaded. <laughs> the Trout extension wasn't the only deal that went down this week. Both the Rams and Raiders made some moves, and we're going to give our thoughts on those in a segment called Grade That Move. Yeah. All that, plus Ben has some Raiders news to gloat about, and uh, and Vic has some homework for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. excited about it. I don't know what I don't know what to expect. Neither do I. I better come up with something. Looking quick. forward to it. <laughs> Boy, this seems like a lot like the old format where we talk just sports. Huh? <laughs> hey, your, this is your jam. I love it. I, oh, I'm, I'm back. Ben. And the hate couch is here. Oh yes, the return of the hate couch. So, uh, oh, you're you're. Ready to go. So happy. Let's do it. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. Whiskey is good. Oh, whiskey is good. I just wanted to say that. I love it. I love it. That's why I love meeting you guys. I could care less yeah, about the yeah, pod. It's just the whiskey. Mm-hmm. And Ben Garcia. Hoopty hoop. Yeah. Darren Besa and Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira are out this week doing God knows what. <sighs> I tell you. They're, just not, they're just not committed to the podcast. No, no. Yeah, well, seriously. Hammer isn't. Darren's probably streaking down the street celebrating the Mike Trout deal. Do we think he's excited about it? I think he's excited. A little bit. You know what? Now that the hate couch is back, I think there would be a little bit of hate that would spew out of him, but I think that overall he's pretty happy. Yeah, probably. Probably. Well, we're going to get into that, but you know what? Before we do, I need to gloat about something <laughs> for my wife, because my wife did a feat that that not many people do, and when you do Ooh, it, nice. nicely done, speaking of whiskey- uh, you gotta, oh, you gotta, it's, it's, it's the greatest. She beat Ben in a bet. That's awesome. And, uh, this was a bachelor bet, which not necessarily <laughs> fond of talking about <laughs> on the show, but ben, still. Ben would be able to nail that bet. I mean. You would think. Well, I had yeah. my girl in the top four, but she ended up winning. Or, mm. uh, Lori's girl ended up winning. Yeah. But you guys made the bet we did. pretty it was, early in the season, right? Well, it, you know, they start with 30 girls, and I think it was down to around 10 when we made the okay. bet. So we had seen enough of each of the two girls that we had selected where they were on, on one-on-one dates or whatever it was. And so we kind of selected our girls moving forward, and her girl ended up winning. So she won $20 from me. <laughs> I said- It was well worth she, it, though, because it kept me in the season. You know, it's you like go. fantasy football. Yeah. Lori says, I beat, I beat Ben in the bet. I said, oh, my God, that's incredible. I was, I was like, so excited. She's like, well, calm down. It's only 20 bucks. I said, babe, you don't understand. 20 bucks <laughs> against Ben is like $500 uh, against everybody anybody else. else. Yeah. Like, it's I totally just, agree. Oh. Why? Because I always win. No, no just you always lose. Oh, it, just, <laughs> it just feels so good beating you. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Jeff. <laughs> I appreciate that you look that much, uh, or look at me as always wanted to beat me as yes. like, the best thing ever. <laughs> I do. It really is Well great. played, Ben. Well played. Oh. All right. Let's talk about Mike Trout. All right. <laughs> Woo! Well, why don't you lead the whole thing off, Angels fan? Tell us why it was a good deal. I am excited about this, and I'll tell you why. I, I know, no, don't I let know me... after the Pujols deal. Okay, go ahead. We <laughs> are not thrilled about uh, contracts that last way too long mm-hmm. and cost way too much money. And, of course, I'm sure in those last years – this deal is probably going to eat us up and and not be great when when he if he eventually declines which inevitably he will yes but this deal to the angels specifically had to get done and I'll tell you why we're not the dodgers we're not the yankees we're not the red sox we don't have a fan base like you guys do where you can you can build on just name brand alone mike trout is the reason a lot of these fans even care about the Angels. Because okay. we just don't have the fan base that you guys do. And okay. and if if 
we lost Mike Trout, it would have been a huge slap in the face. Much more devastating than if the Dodgers lost a player like that or the Yankees lost a player like that. When, when you're a, a smaller franchise like this and you have a generational talent that came up through your system and he's your guy, he's a Kobe, you know, he's, he's a magic, he's, he's your guy. To lose him, this it would have been a huge slap in the face. I think the Angels would have taken a huge hit. Yeah, it's, it's uh, almost and, like Anthony Davis with New Orleans. It's kind of what you're you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, absolutely. And and so, looking at it from a business decision, yeah, this is a no brainer that had to be done. And I think that's why Artie Moreno just he probably obviously they negotiated it, but I think he would have been ready to just put his name on a blank check and say, "What do you want?" Because this is this is a deal that that had to be done, and and of course the hope is that uh, Epler can build a team around him, and mm-hmm. and we can compete. Because I'll tell you what, the flip side of this is, if we waste Mike Trout's career and never get him to a World Series, how about the playoffs? We, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 talk World no, Series no, no. at this it, point. Just it, make the yes. playoffs. Make the playoffs, but but let's be honest. That's not going to be good enough. If Mike Trout doesn't get to a World Series, at least one or two, the Angels will be that laughing stock, even worse than they are now that they've wasted this generational talent. And and so the, it's it's a gamble, but it's a necessary gamble. I'm glad we took it. It's mm-hmm. it's having Mike Trout is. Uh, it's it's the Angels' lifeblood, and if we'd lost him, I think we'd lost we'd lose a lot of people who follow the Angels, and uh, and I'm I'm all in. I think it needed to happen. It's so, still a so, lot of money okay, for so a me, long time. Let me ask you this: from from a dollar standpoint and a year standpoint, which is harder for you to accept? Four hundred thirty million dollars or twelve years? I mean. It's not my money, so. Uh. <laughs> well, and no, but it is your money because you're going to buy tickets for the next twelve years, and, yeah. and ticket and prices will go up. It's really only ten years at thirty-five million right. because it's an extension after the next two years. So you're still paying them the thirty-three. Is that year, how it works? That's what it is. Okay. So it's an extension after after twenty twenty to keep them on the team. So it's a ten-year extension after twenty twenty for thirty-five million, and you're you're paying them thirty. So you're ba- you're basically paying them two million more a year to stay an angel. Gotcha. Which. Uh, I mean, the, the length. I mean, players play until their late forties anyway. Somebody would pay him, and and I we want this guy to retire an angel. Yeah, and I will so, agree with so you. So the somebody length, else would have paid that. Oh, so. yeah, I think somebody would have paid more. Really? Oh yeah. You really think so? I I'm I'm I guarantee you somebody would have paid him more. Wow. I I disagree with that. I I don't I don't think that I think the Angels were bidding against themselves. Maybe, maybe the Yankees, but. I mean, they, that five hundred no, million is a lot to swallow. Philly paid Bryce yeah. Harper what three hundred, and, and some? he's a third the player that a Mike third, Trout is. Yeah, yeah. And, no, somebody no, would have paid him more. I, I agree. Than Thirty-five million. I agree. A year. I think Ben's clouded by the fact that it's just so much money, but I think somebody would have paid him that. Well, money. I mean, yeah, I, I, I sent you, right. I sent you guys the link where uh, if you break down his F WAR, and it, even if with the, with a natural decline, he can make that money back for you guys in like less than like six years or something like that. So he he's yeah. worth as far as his, his presence on the field, he's, he's worth that money. So somebody would have paid more than what the angels just paid him. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm convinced of that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I agree. Mm. Ben. Yeah. You hate the deal. I don't hate it. There's okay. So let if me, any player deserved this much money. So, though. Yeah. So I, I, I want to kind of, reiterate what I had mentioned a few episodes ago when we talked about Bryce Harper, and that is that if anybody was worth more money than what Bryce Harper was paid, it was Mike Trout. Um, I did argue that the length of these types of deals, I think, never work out well for the team that you know pays the player. Um, I do think that the Angels are were in a unique position where um, – because they are a small market in a large market that they could potentially get swallowed up without him. It might not be a bad deal in that sense where at least, you know, it gives the fans something to get excited about. But when I evaluate a deal, I evaluate it looking at it from the managerial standpoint and business ownership of it and how that move is going to help that team win. And so one of the things that I looked up prior to the podcast was during Artie Moreno's 
time as the owner of the angels, how many times has he gone into the luxury tax? And so when you think about when they signed Pujols, now now you've got eight years of history at this point, and they signed Josh Hamilton. Ugh, don't say his name. They did not sign other players around them to make those two players really shine in the postseason, right? Because in order to build a team, you know, especially in baseball, you, you know, when you've got a power hitter that hits four times a game and maybe fields the ball four or five times, that one player isn't going to be the difference between you winning 60 games and 120 games, right? You have to have a, a good team around them. Mm-hmm. So when you invest so much money in one or two players, you either are forced to go into the luxury tax like the Yankees did for like 14 consecutive years in the 2000s to not only pay the Jeters and the A-Rods, but it was also to pay the Giambis. And it was also to pay all of these other ancillary players around those guys that allowed them to shine in October. And the problem that I see with the Angels and the reason why I don't think that this is a good deal is because now you've, out, you've earmarked $35 million a season for Mike Trout. And I don't know what the salary caps are moving forward, but it doesn't look like Artie is the type of owner that's willing to go into that salary cap and pay the luxury tax. So now you have a limited number of funds to now field a 20, 25 men in, the, in that roster, plus still you know filling those farm system holes. And I think what's going to happen is what happened with Pujols when you got him, is that you guys actually had a legitimate team. That team that was together when you guys signed Pujols really was coming off of uh, winning the World Series in 2002, and you guys had a lot of good players. That and was that was a way. It, it was, it was a get, way, but you yeah. still had Howie Kendrick. You still had Chone Figgins. You still yeah. had, you know, all these players that were part of that team. And you had um, the pitcher uh, uh, Zach Greinke. Those were guys that were not. We had able like to half be, a season, right? But you weren't able to resign them because yeah. you knew that that Marnie was already earmarked. And so from day one of the Pujols contract. It was an albatross for the Angels from a winning standpoint because Artie and the GM never put a team together. Now, as an Angels fan, are you going to blame the owner for telling the GM, like, you yes. have a budget? No, I... Well, no, okay. you're going to blame... You finish and then I got to... I gotta right, so did Artie tell his GMs, okay, you've got this budget <clears throat> to fill out the rest of that roster, and then that GM did the best he could with the money available, or did the GM in place... Just was he not good and put bad pieces around him, even though already had a blank check ready to go. And so you as an Angels, as a Dodgers fan being watching this happen, I don't know what that answer is. But, you know, apparently you guys have got your guy. Epler's your guy, right? You bring in yeah. Brad Osmus, who is an analytics guy who's going to be your Dave Roberts. that's going to steer the ship based on whatever the analytics tells you. And and I was reading this morning that the Angels have the 13th best farm system in Major League Baseball. So... The problem is, is that the Astros, I think, have the first or second best farm system. They've got the, yes. the best team in the national or in the uh, American League West, yeah. and probably for the foreseeable future, they will continue to win that division. And unless you guys get a wild card, you're not making the playoffs. And so that window of Mike Trout's prime is very, very short. And I think that with the Astros being where they're at, already not wanting to spend the money, I don't think that this is going to translate into postseason wins. And we were talking before the podcast, if 12 years goes by and Mike Trout has exactly zero playoff wins or doesn't make a World Series, is this worth it? And I'm going to make the argument that I don't think that they will ever win a World Series. And I don't think that for that reason that this contract is worth it. I, uh, so many things to to. Comment on it was a lot. I, it was I, a lot. Don't you agree though with my argument? Or I don't want to steer you, but what are your thoughts on the argument that coming at this from an Angels perspective? Okay, where signing Mike Trout, if we lost Mike Trout, that would devastate the team. And I mean, do you agree with that? I, the Raiders lost Khalil Mack, and yeah, it devastated. Hold completely on, it, different. It devastated our team this you're, year. You, but you're talking about another. You're, you're talking about on the field. I'm talking about yes. off the field. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about, and and I know that I know that you tend to go just on field performance. But from a business standpoint, okay. even if we don't ever make a World Series, yes, this deal still needed to happen because of because of fans it like would you. Be Honestly, it's because not, of fans like not you. like me, no, like not like you. me, but all the would, other the fair weather fans okay. or the or all the right, fans that's that. Fair. Or and even with the Dodgers, you you talk about think of all the kids that you've said the Dodgers are going to lose all these kids that can't watch the Dodgers on TV. That's correct. All those kids 
not, and I'm not saying necessarily the ones that would be watching the Dodgers, but these kids that adore Mike Trout, love Mike Trout, yes. are an angel, care about the Angels because of Mike Trout. Yeah. If Mike Trout's gone, we lose those kids. Now, to you guys, that's not as big a deal losing those kids, although it is it is a big deal. To Angels, when you're trying to grow your fan base, that's an even bigger deal losing this future generation of fans. Okay, well, let me ask you this though. This is what kind of I understand where you're coming from, and, and I, I agree with you. But so then I'm going to ask you this question: What's more important to Angel fans, keeping Mike Trout or winning a World Series? Well. I think winning a World Series is is obviously what you want to do. And and but but here's the thing is by signing Mike Trout, I don't think that anyone thinks that that lessens our chances of of winning a World Series. I, according I, according, I, because, according to most teams, yes, cuz I mean, if you look at the teams that have won the World Series mm-hmm. the past, you know, 5 or eight, 5 to 8 years, it seems that haven't spent a lot. Yes. It's, yeah. it's teams that have brought up their farm system and brought these guys up, and, and they keep them on rookie deals as yes. long as they can. And then they've used that extra money to poach that Verlander right. or or whoever that one so, piece that they feel that they're missing, and it's a veteran that they can get. But what, so what we just happened to bring up that player, right? Well, no, here. But this is this is <laughs> we don't have is, to poach him. But right. But this is. But my point to you guys has always been trade him. Yes. Load up and trade him. Which is why I use the Khalil Mack deal. Now, you know, it's you can look at it from two perspectives, and that is that you are losing a generational talent, right? Khalil Mack, generational talent. Mike Trout, generational talent. Now, we don't know how it's going to turn out for the Raiders yet, but, you know, when you look at how teams grow and you go from 3-13 and to 11-5, and it's by getting younger, it's by, you know, uh, drafting the right pieces. And the, it, it happened with the Astros. It happened with the Royals. You know, to Vic's point, right now, it's sort of but, happening with the, the Padres. But, but couldn't you argue, I mean, the Dodgers, you guys were the last two seasons, you know, games away from winning the World Series. And you have, what, the highest salary in but look at yeah, who but, but who, who, who have we brought up, Bellinger, though? look at uh, Seager, Kike Hernandez. Jacques Peterson. Yeah, no, we Walker brought up Bueller. Trout. No, Justin but, but, Taylor, but uh, that's one guy, and that's the difference yeah. between basketball and 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 baseball. Well, right, is that he's just one guy, and, and and I agree with that, and and I think that's why we're going to have to see what happens because Epler has said right. that we're not we're not doing we're not rebuilding, but he has done kind of a soft rebuild. Like he's he's brought up our farm system from being the worst to being middle of the road. And, and well, I think I don't know what article Ben was looking at, but I looked up at three different ones, and the three that I saw, you guys were not below twenty. You were you were either like twenty, twenty two, twenty five. The one yeah. I saw, they were ranked thirteenth in yeah. Major League Baseball, uh, which I believe. Which I mean, it just goes yeah. to show you that nobody really knows. Yeah, yeah nobody, nobody. So, really but knows. but the They're top five the were always the same, and and the Astros were always in the top five. The Dodgers yeah. were always in the still in the top five, even though they brought up all yeah, these yeah. people. The Padres, were Padres, Padres are, are up now, there. yeah. yeah. Because they, yeah, they traded away everything. Yeah. Well, I, I get it. I get it. But so let me ask you this, Jeff. 12 years from now, mm-hmm. what has to happen for you to look back and go, this contract was good for the Angels? One World Series. Okay, so if they don't win, win a World Series, you look at this as a, as a failure. Uh, you know what? <laughs> That's what, well, okay. <laughs> if we, how about What's this? your bottom All right. line? All right. like, would, like, how much would it, uh, it's like that game, would you rather, and how much would it cost yeah. to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what is the minimum? What is that minimum level the of minimum? success that has to happen for the we Angels gotta, to look okay, at as We got to okay. We got to make the playoffs at least. How about nine out of the twelve years? Okay, so the Astros are going to win eight the out of the twelve League, years. The American League uh, West for the next five seasons. <laughs> so Wild start- card, baby! <laughs> Wild card! Just get in there. Just get in there. I'll tell you what: the A's are a hard out. You know, the A's never have. Any There's, names on their roster, any, anybody that really becomes a name, they trade them away. Yeah. But they always win 88 games or 85 games, and they're always in contention for that wild card spot at the end of the season. So sure. that's what you're going to be contending with. And and the last four or five seasons, your weakness, and we've talked about it, is pitching. How yes. much money? How well, much money? Injury. How much money can you invest in pitching now that you've got $80 million invested in two players that only bat eight times a game? Yeah. And it and it is a concern when nobody has any idea who's going to be the opening day pitcher, and then it, <laughs> and then really? it ends oh, up being a, a guy we no we know now. Oh, good it's, lord! Uh, yeah, but it's what's his name that they we brought him up, up from Double A a week ago just to see what he does. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's a veteran that hasn't pitched an opening day in like uh, 
eight years. Eh, it's only opening day. Yeah, but uh, so here's here's my thing: is is I if the Angels now spend money on turning around their front office and bringing analytics people, they did great with Brad Asmus. Okay, Asmus. Um, if, if they if they now can turn that around, I think they have a shot. At, yep. at, at getting better, but they have to do that. My 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 concern is that Artie Moreno is not about winning World Series. Well, because with this new stadium that they want to build, uh, you know, the, all these rumors of of Long Beach uh, and Anaheim, and the last year it was Las Vegas. Um, I, I think that's to me that's why Artie resigned Mike Trout because to get that new stadium, yeah, he needs a true. star player. Yeah. And Artie Moreno's a businessman. I mean, he bought yeah. this team for like two dollars. Now they're worth you know two billion dollars, whatever it is that they're worth now. And so that's my concern is that he's more looking at making money and not winning a World Series. So I I, 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 I don't know if that's true, but that's the feeling that I get. I, you know, honestly, my thoughts on Artie Moreno is I think. The Pujols deal, he knew that he, that was done so he could get the TV deal done. And I think exactly once once that you happened, kind of make a big point. <laughs> yeah, but, but but I want to say that wait, the wait, repercussions I... of that fight 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 fight. <laughs> so I'm not disagreeing this isn't with you. Passionate Jeff yet? The, yeah, the rainbows. Know. Yeah, right. The, the rainbows <laughs> and butterflies positive outlook is that I think the reason we haven't seen him go over the luxury tax. Is because I think he he kind of learned a lesson from that that you can't that that maybe he shouldn't just meddle in this and throw money at things. But when the opportunity arises, I think he he has deep pockets, and I think he will build that team if if that's what's required. But I think I think he has more trust in Epler. I think he sees what Epler yeah, is if, doing. If, if, he, and, if he lets him, do and I'm thing. hope that's my hope exactly. But but you're right. That is a concern. Um, Vic, uh, we heard Ben's thoughts. We know my thoughts. You always seem to be the even. Uh, I'm going to take the weight, one. the weight approach, because I, okay. I, I, I think, I, I do think what you're saying is important. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I do think that that's important, and I think it's it. it Thank you. We can stop right there. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the most important, but I do right. think it's important. Right. So uh, I'm going to take the wait and see approach. I, I want to see what the Angels do with everything else. So if they're willing to turn into the Astros. Uh, or the Royals, or uh, anybody else that's that's you know is doing the Dodgers that are doing what they're doing, then I think they have they have a really good shot. Okay, um, they do have a lot of work to do. It's yeah. not going to happen in the next you know two years, maybe in the Agree. third year. Agree. You guys can turn things around a lot. But um, two two quick things. Number one, was this not the most trout thing to do ever yeah. on a Tuesday morning at ten a.m. <laughs> Yeah, on freaking well, nobody's when, expecting when it to nobody, come out. And to add to that, he's not During, holding out like Bryce while, Harper while everybody's eating their oatmeal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Well, and and to add to that, to not become a free agent so that you don't have yeah. the rumors and you exactly don't have the, the yeah. so Mike Trout. Yeah, absolutely. I think honestly, I think that's why he was interested in doing it now was so that he wasn't the yeah. LeBron story. He wasn't the Bryce yeah. Harper story yeah. because you know that if he was a free agent, that people would be interviewing him and he and just he looks just, so he uncomfortable in that. front yeah. of the mic. That's yeah. a good point. That's not something he wanted to do. So it's almost. It's almost like he just said, I- "I'll be an angel just so that I don't have to go through." That. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> at least that's the way it comes off, right? <laughs> <laughs> Point number two is I think this off season has pointed out one of the big problems with baseball in general, as far as teams uh, spending money and stuff. Who are the th- what are the three? I think they're now the three biggest contracts, or who was the three big contracts that got signed? This oh, jeez. Machado, Machado, Machado and Harper, Trout. And, and Trout. Trout, right? How many World Series are in between these guys? Yeah, zero. Zero. So they're people are selling out this type of money yeah. for guys that have, haven't done anything in the postseason. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. And it's unbelievable to me, too, that aren't those weren't those three deals the most expensive, the biggest contracts s- in all of Northwestern North, North American, American sports. sports. Well, yeah. Well, Mike Trout blows. I mean, and Mike Trout blo- Yeah, yeah LeBron and Tom Brady combined <laughs> is like six hundred and some, and, and, and Trout with all his money is like five hundred and, and some. And he's worth more than eight NHL franchises. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's baseball. And, he, and, which, he has, and and Mike Trout hasn't played in one in one playoff game, let alone win well, a World Series. So then there's another article that I read today about him is that. There, he doesn't even crack the top 100 in most recognizable major league athletes. <laughs> that the only there's only one baseball player 
There's only one baseball player that cracked the top 100, and Bryce. he was number 99, and that was Bryce, Bryce Harper. Yeah. So, well, so $430 million let's, let's to walk down the street in anywhere uh, in USA yeah, and nuts, not be dude. recognized. That's let's, crazy. let's talk about that real quick, though, because we, we should uh, keep things moving. But, but real quick, we talk about how baseball's kind of on the decline, and it's, you know, the era of the NBA and the NFL and... The most expensive players, the yeah. highest paid players Tyler are Murray. in baseball. Is don't that... go into football. Yeah, guaranteed Seriously. money, dude. What, what are, are you, you doing? I don't know. Is that more because there is money in baseball or is it because there's not a cap? I think it's there's not a cap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that they're living off of their previous TV deals. That's true, too. But as their uh, demographics change and as those ratings go down... When they go up for negotiation, those prices are going to come down, which means that every Major League Baseball team will make less money, and they will be more reliant on jersey sales, concessions, ticket sales. And I think that you know, long term, these contracts may hurt those owners because you know that's guaranteed money; they have to pay it, and they may not have that money coming in, so they may start taking losses. And what may end up happening is you may have teams folding, and yeah, I, 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 that's to me, this is where I see it going. Yeah. You know, the interest in baseball in in generations that are younger than us is weaning. It's not what it, it it's not what it once was. My grandfather's generation, my my dad's generation, it was very strong. It was the it was the number one sport in the United States. Right. Our generation, it started to divide. You know, right now, I think if you ask most people in our generation, NFL is number one, NBA is number two. And you know, and some would argue that even hockey probably is number. Oh, three. I thought you were going to say no. esports. No I thought you were going to say esports. Uh, the King's Realm would say hockey's more than baseball, but I don't. Maybe I'm hanging out with the wrong people. But I hear more people. I honestly hear more people talking about hockey than talking about baseball. In fact, I feel You're like too much I time could, in Canada. I could, be out, I could be out at a work lunch, and I'll say something about baseball, and the majority of people have no idea what I'm talking about. And they and they're like, "Oh, well, you you do a sports podcast," and and I'm like, "No, I'm, I'm truly a fan." Yeah. But you just don't see that sort of fandom in Major League Baseball yeah. anymore. No, it's it's. Definitely waning. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, real quick, before we move on from Trout, let's go right into our segment. Grade that move. Yeah. The Mike Trout this? move. Oh. What grade do we give those? And, Wait, and, is it for the player or for the team? Uh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> because well, if, I'm, thinking, if I'm Mike Trout, one, A+. Plus. <laughs> a plus. Okay, that's an obvious one. That's too obvious for the Angels. Actually, technically for Mike Trout, it's a B because you you know the best part about his contract he, is he's never going to play in October. Yeah. So it, he's only playing six months a year. <laughs> it's so dumb. And no opt out. I don't yeah. know why these yeah. guys. Same with Bryce Harper. No opt out. So it has to be for to the team. Uh, yeah, for the team. Yeah. What do you give it, Ben? C F? plus. Oh, that's that's better than I thought. Better I, than I, give I a C thought. Plus you because I do think you guys are a fledgling yeah. franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, what Jeff and, said makes sense. And you literally have no self esteem, so you have to. <laughs> as a team, you we have no self esteem, so you have. <laughs> I wouldn't have put it that Backhanded way. Backhanded compliment. Right it, literally, <laughs> it literally is like you know you're dating a girl way out of your league, <laughs> and and you're leveraging your we're money. Going, to we're going just to keep uh, her with you. We're going to therapy for it. All right, just relax. So for that reason, I think you don't need to throw it in our face. But the money is going to kill you in the end. Yeah. Uh, Vic, what grade do you give it? I'm gonna, you know what? I, I'm gonna be a little bit more. Uh, I'm gonna give it a B. A B? Yeah. And I'll I take. and I and I think <laughs> that's to average when you give them an A. Yeah. Because <laughs> we no. don't even, you don't even have to yeah. answer. No, I'm yeah. I, I think it's a B because obviously it's it's great for uh, the the organization. Um, uh, you know, as, as a baseball organization to keep a generational talent like that possibly in your organization until he retires is huge. So. Uh, for that alone, I'm going to give him a B. And I'll then I'm going to wait on it. It may go lower, it may go higher. I'll take it. <laughs> we already killed a bottle of whiskey, guys. Good oh. job. Uh, I'm giving it an A+. Plus. If there was a grade higher, I would give it that. Okay, I knew Moving that's what you were getting. On next, uh, let's talk about the uh, Rams. Made a couple moves since last we spoke. They picked up Blake Bortles as backup quarterback to Jared Goff. Yeah. And also... Clay Matthews from the Green Bay Packers. What the heck? Oh, I can't wait Didn't to grade see that, that one. No. no. What are what are our uh, grade? What do, grades do we give these? I wish Darren was here to give Gosh, his thoughts. Darn it, Darren. 
Rams fan. He hasn't one. been paying attention since Trout resigned. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if he had only, <laughs> you know what? If he had gotten, you know, his uh, vaccinations as a child, he would yeah, have been here tonight. That's true. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, you know, what? I'm going to give Blake Bortles uh, an A. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Why? I'm. It's. I mean. You have a, a, a legitimate backup quarterback where if something were to happen to, to Jared Goff, injury-wise, fans kidnap him, whatever it is, you have a, a legitimate backup quarterback now, and it's not that big of a worry. I agree. And he signed a friendly deal. I mean, That's what yep. I was going to ask. What was the deal? I don't, I don't really, I remember reading it. I wish I'd, I wish I thought about that right before I said that because ah! I saw it, and, and I remember in my head thinking, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That's yeah. not too bad. You can I don't Google remember it. the numbers, though. Yeah. So I actually agree. Really? I, I, yeah. Nice. And the reason why I agree is for the reasons that you just said, but it's also because if Sean McVay could have turned Goff into what he was the season before to what he became the season after, that, yes, you have a guy that's proven, a guy that can step in into the limelight. You know, I mean, two years ago, Blake Bortles was in the AFC Championship game. Now, you know, he has, didn't really perform that well, but maybe with the right coach and right. the right system and with the right players next to him, you know, you can place him in in, in Goff's position if Goff gets hurt yep. and still kind of move forward. So if you are trying to win a championships, you can never count on your starting quarterback being there at the end. Look at Nick Foles. Yep. Two seasons in a row, yep. he had to step in and right. play a, a large role. So right now, this season, you guys didn't have that. Yep. Mm-hmm. You were reliant on Goff. Luckily, he stayed healthy. But you can't rely on that, and so to get a caliber player like Blake Bortles, I do think is a great, a great addition for the LA Rams. A thousand percent agree, and uh, oh, I love that that Ben is talking some sense. Fair here. and balanced, man. <laughs> I love Fair it. and balanced. I love it. No, I call it like I see it. I'm not a hater. You're a hundred percent right, and I'm glad you said Nick Foles because I think this could very well be. Yeah. We could see a situation like that. And where- you watch Nick Foles take a, a huge step back because he's getting away from a good coaching staff. He's getting away yeah. from good players around him. Yeah. And he's going to a dumpster file in Jacksonville, and he's going to turn into the Nick Foles that you guys remember as an L.A. Rams under Jeff Fisher. Yeah, Ooh, but he's a Jeff but Fisher. but you look at that, and, and I don't know what uh, they got for Foles, but if you take a talent like like uh, Blake Bortles mm-hmm. and you know maybe he does get an opportunity, I'd almost also throw in there that – we're still not sure what they might do with Goff. What if they bring Bortles in, he gets an opportunity to play, and he pulls a Nick Foles and starts then shining? That's a bad deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Blake Bortles is the answer to replace Goff, but I, I do I do go where you get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Well, so, can, uh, I, can I, I give, give him it, a second? A second, a, uh, yeah. a second grading? Yeah. Uh, a D for his name. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a it's horrible an awful name. name. Yeah. Awful name. Blake Bortles. I feel BB. like, yeah, it's like it's quarterbacks not. always have kind of they funky do, right? names. Yeah. I, I, I feel like in that case, if they named him that on purpose. A quarterback or a golfer. Yeah. If they named him that on purpose so he'd become a quarterback, then I'm going to give yeah. it an A. Yeah. 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 But otherwise, it could it's, be. A, it's a D. How about the Clay Matthews deal? I think it's terrible. <laughs> because he's old. Here's the thing. You guys were weak at linebacker last year, and so you're going to get – an old retread that hasn't really been that good for the last couple of seasons. He's living off of reputation more than he is actual play. And so let's bring him to fix our linebacking problems. I think that's not the solution to win a Super Bowl. I uh, I don't know if he's to fix the problem. I think he's to kind of bridge the okay, problem. So, so bridge the problem to what? What's your what's your ultimate solution? Well, yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's why I would give it maybe like a a C plus B minus because I, yeah, he's old and, and, um, see, I don't who, know. I don't know how much gas is left in the tank. He has slipped in green Bay, but also green Bay hasn't been that great in, in this Rams defense. He's not going to be asked to do as much with Aaron Donald, you know, right there. So I, I think he does have an opportunity to maybe, without as much effort, get his numbers back up to to where they were. And it's only two years. Yeah. I mean, I, I truly feel like this is LeBron with the, to the Lakers. At, at the end you, of the you're, day— You're getting somebody that is living off yeah, the reputation. Yeah, but not, not at all, only because it's not <laughs> as big of a deal as that. Like, I agree this deal doesn't— no, it's, Like, it's, even right. if it's a fail, it's not going to— no, I agree. Be that big hey, of a devastation. If Clay Matthews can 
do the equivalent, the basketball equivalent of what LeBron James averaged this year, where it's twenty eight points and almost doing a triple double uh, at the age that he is, then I it's an it's an A plus for a, me. A plus because he's go. not going to come near those numbers as far as football compared to about so. Yeah. Nah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not like LeBron James, but. Uh, but, but, I will. But I will you're give it, it a, out of context. My point is, is that you're getting a guy that's on the downside of his career. That's not going to give you what you're paying. Your for. downside is 28 points a game. I'll take that downside any any day. I would have so, traded LeBron today. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why the Lakers didn't? It was because they couldn't get what they felt he was worth in return. They weren't going to trade him. Um, although I, 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 you know, I kicked myself. Hey, in stay the, on in topic, the, Vic. We're talking I, about the Rams. I kicked, I kicked myself. <laughs> I kicked myself in the butt because that week that Jeff Van Gundy had brought up trading that. That the uh, podcast before that, I was going to bring that up as a topic. Really? Yes. Should the Lakers trade LeBron James? Yes. And I didn't do it. I'm wow. So anyway, so anyways, back to the back to the Rams. Clay Matthews uh, again, two grades, uh, B minus for the Rams, uh, and I give them a B minus because they're going the route of the New England Patriots, where they're bringing in a. Uh, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, veterans, veterans, veterans that yeah. come in and have something to prove. So he hasn't been that that well or that good in the past few years. He has something to prove, right? And he's going to be surrounded by guys where he can he can try to do that, right? Um, so a B minus because because of that reason right there. Uh, I'm going to give him an A for bringing that hair to L.A. Because that uh, hair oh. does not belong in Green <laughs> I'm out. Bay. No, no, that it hair belongs in Los yeah, Angeles. It does belong. In I mean, LA. that is just you're right. Blonde flowing locks All right, right there, man. I'm changing my grade A plus. <laughs> I'm giving him a D. I'm giving the Rams a D. You went down? Yeah. What did I say before? A C. A C. Yeah. I give him a D. Oh no, no, you said that for Blake Bortles. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I, I, yeah. D. I would give. So him you a D. give D for Clay Matthews, and what did you give Blake Bortles? Oh, you gave that one an A. You gave that one an A. I yeah, think. I yeah. gave that one. All right. Good job. Okay, let's move on to something you actually enjoy talking about, Ben. Yes. The Raiders. Yes. Mm. Now, last week we talked about Antonio Brown going, but you weren't here, so we need to get your thoughts on that. Okay. Plus, they also, this week, picked up Vontae's Perfect. Yes. Your thoughts on both of those. Okay, let me start with Vontae's, how do you say his last name, Perfect? Perfect? I don't know. Is it Perfect or Perfect? I can't. Oh. I can't say... Um, Vimeo, so don't ask me how to pronounce it. Well, what, I, what I like about the Vimeo. <laughs> so, you're so know. classy, Vic. <laughs> what I like about the Vontae deal is that he sort of encompasses. It's Vontae's. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that Vic's all happy about it. I like that he encompasses the Raider way. And that is. Oh, yeah. You know, hit people, hit yeah. them hard, hit them often, hit them dirty. Hit, well, <laughs> you know, in the old, in the old days. The Raiders used to do that. In fact, when I was a kid, riding dirty. I, one of one of my favorite plays when I was a kid was punts. They used to do the fair catch, and so the Raiders, on purpose, in the first couple of quarters, wouldn't acknowledge it, and they would just blow up whoever it was, and they would get the fifteen yard penalty. But in the fourth quarter, <laughs> That's so they would they would run in there, and the guy would be so damn worried that he was going to get hit that you know, and a lot of times he'd fumble the ball, and the Raiders would be able to get it, and then you know, take possession or whatever. So yeah, they did do dirty hits, and so it sort of is the Raider way. And you got John Gruden, no, you're right. You know, sort of. No, who, it's who definitely old the school. Way. So I think that's going to fit well. And and in in reality, we lost. And and I know he was more of an edge rusher, you know, in the beginning of his career as a Khalil Mack, but I think would have eventually settled in middle linebacker. So I think that that kind of solves a little of our problems. We still don't have the pass rush. But uh, you know, this is this is a rebuild. So you got to get one piece at a time. So I really like that move. Uh, Antonio Brown. At first, I looked at the money and I was unhappy with the deal, but then I gave it some thought. And what I like about the deal was that we really didn't have to give up much for him. When we traded, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name to the Cowboys. Um, whatever, oh, uh, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Oh, thank yes. you. When we I forgot when, he got traded. To yeah, the when Cowboys. we yeah. when we traded him to the Cowboys. It's like so four months ago. <laughs> we ended up getting, in return, some draft picks. Mm -hmm. And then we essentially gave up those draft picks to get Antonio Brown. which And I, and I actually think that the draft picks that we gave up were worse than what we got from the Cowboys. So, I believe it. So when you think about that deal, we essentially upgraded in the receiver position for giving up less draft picks. And then when you look at the guaranteed money, I think it was like a 30, you know, 30 million guaranteed, yeah. which is essentially two seasons. You know, Antonio Brown at 31, 32 years old. Oh, no. He's, he's still yeah. going to perform oh, yeah. at a high Absolutely. level for Easily. those two years. Easily. And and if he doesn't, you cut him two years from yeah. now, and, and you're really not out much. So 
Uh, we were hurting in the receiver position last year. I still think where we're weak is that if he's our number one, clearly he's our number one. We don't have a clear number two. And so they'll be able to load up on his side. So I think we still need to get a solid receiver on the other side of the ball to make the defense uh, uh, honest. Sure. And I also think that we still need to upgrade in our offensive and defensive lines because if Derek Carr doesn't have time to throw the ball, Antonio Brown is going to not be in the mix as much as he should be. So, you know, again, when you look at it from building a team, I like the two additions, but I still don't think that the Raiders are anywhere close to competing in the uh, in the AFC West. So what grade do you give them? For each move, I would I would I for Vonte, I give him a B plus and for uh for uh Antonio Brown, I because of his age, I give it a, a B plus. I think if he was a year or two fair younger, enough. it would have been an A or an okay. A plus. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Ben. Good job. Fair like and balanced. It. Yes. Living up to I your name. Call it like I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, you got any uh thoughts on that? Any grades? Uh, well, we talked about uh yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to give him an A minus on the Tim on the Tim Brown on the Antonio Brown uh, trade. I really like what they did, especially my my big thing is what they had to give to get him. I don't know how they pulled that off. Yeah. I, I think it's the amazing Steelers, the way they. Yeah. It's a steal. I I it's funny because I'd give him a B, but the fact that they did it against the Steelers and make them look kind of <laughs> foolish, I give it an A. Are the Steelers yeah. like rod in fantasy football? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. If, no, yeah. they're the opposite. They clearly didn't value well, Antonio now didn't, Brown right. enough. Yeah. So yeah, an A minus for Antonio Brown and for Vontae, I'm going to give him an A plus because he is a Raider. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a smart move. Mm-hmm. You're right. He belongs there. Uh. All right, good grades, guys. Any any other moves happen that we need to grade? I feel like that's Man, those that's are everything ones. that yeah. went down this week. Yeah, um, I know you want to talk about Khalil Mack. Before we do, though, yeah, what talking about the Raiders? There was talk that the Raiders sh- are one of the favorite teams to be on Hard Knocks this season. Are you <laughs> pro <sense>. or <laughs> anti Hard Knocks, Ben? Honestly, I'm pro, and I'll tell you why. Because they ain't going anywhere this year, so it may as well be fun. It may it, it's going to keep Raiders fans engaged, especially since they're not going to be televised a lot because they're not going to be good later in the season. Yeah, <laughs> so it gives the Raiders fans the opportunity to watch them, and it gives them a reason to be excited going into Las Vegas next year. So nice. I, honestly, I think as an NFL fan and as a Raiders fan, as much as I would dislike my team to be on Hard Knocks if I'm competitive, because they're not competitive, put them on there, especially yeah. with the personalities they've got. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's funny because I, in fact, I don't have HBO. I might buy HBO Whoa, just for those couple months to watch it wow. because I think it'd be interesting. And then That's you can watch something. Game of Thrones. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, Ben. Why don't you keep this uh, Raider train going? So uh, we haven't lost enough, lost enough listeners <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I came across this gem, and I let, I sent it to these guys to read it ahead of time. Yeah, I didn't read it. But the the name of the article says, Why the Raiders won an award for the Khalil Mack trade at the MIT Sloan Conference. Yeah, that's why I didn't read it. And at first, (laughs) I said, wait a minute. MIT is Massachusetts Institute of Technology. (laughs) So could this award be associated with the actual school? So I looked it up, and it is. Apparently, MIT also has a business school, which is called the Sloan business school or whatever and so anyway this conference is a conference of people that grade trade moves based on analytics and apparently the guy that's in charge of this is daryl morey who is the owner of the houston rockets and enough people voted and and so i'm going to read you guys a section here of the article it says the raiders won an alpha award at the MIT Sloan Sports and Analytics Conference in Boston for best transaction. The deal? Trading Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears for first-round picks in 2019 and 20 and third-round selection in 2020. Quote, Everyone else thought it was a terrible trade, but draft picks are very valuable, Maury told The Athletic over the phone on Saturday. Quote, Analytics tend to fly in the face of popular convention pretty often, and we don't care about what people say. Now, later on, they go on to say in the article that the people from MIT who awarded the Raiders this, you know, this prestigious award, I guess, when they, <laughs> when they called the Raiders. This is this is awesome part. Listen to this part. The Raiders <laughs> like, like, thought the... that they were joking. And they're like, yeah. we have caught so much shit from everybody with this. <laughs> really? Like, that it literally this took award? them <laughs> 10 minutes to convince them that they were actually winning this Whoa! award. <laughs> 
and and so anyway, it, it goes on later to say that these values, these picks are valuable because it will help the Raiders build their team faster and in the light of whomever is is or and, and whoever's vision they're putting it together, whether it's John Gruden's, the GMs, or whatever. And and so anyway, that was kind of the gist of the article, and I found it to be funny because the Raiders truthfully didn't think that they were winning it they thought that they were being made fun of but it proves the point that i was kind of making earlier and that is that you can't look at what transpired. analytics is awesome hold on you can't (laughs) you can't judge what transpired in year one of course khalil Mack, at his age and what he does he was going to have a hell of a season that was obvious yeah but you know five years from now what are those draft picks going to do you know how john gruden's gruden's moves are going to change the raiders and if i mean let's let's just let me go rainbows and butterflies for a second. Oh, please. Wow. Let's say, ben, let's say on the hate couch. That's not the hate couch way. Let's say that the Raiders turn those picks, they turn Antonio Brown, they turn all the things that they're doing right now into this losing culture into a winning culture. And then with Gruden being there for 10 years, this ends up being seven consecutive years in the playoffs, winning two Super Bowls, Gruden moving on and, and somebody coming in and this being the next dynasty. I'm, 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 this is rainbows and butterflies. Oh, yes. You I can, love it. You can look at Jeff's this trade. Awake. I'm on board. You can look at this trade and you can say, <laughs> this was the catalyst that got you there. <laughs> Shut up. This could be the catalyst that says, this, this is where it all started. Yeah, just now, win, baby. It can all turn out where 10 years from now, yeah. They didn't make the playoffs. They've been consecutive. There's the Ben. We consecutive know. seasons. At I was going to say 12. he's already torn apart the Mike Trout deal without knowing what happened. Yeah, right. But, it, but I mean, again, <laughs> but that's why I asked Jeff what has to <laughs> happen. You, what has to happen for this to be a success? And for me, if Khalil Mack's deal turns into players and it turns into a culture where this goes from a losing franchise to a franchise that's consecutively making the or consistently making the playoffs, then to me, it's a win. Yeah, and so again, you can't judge that contract until ten years goes by or twelve years goes by, depending on whatever the the deal is. Yeah. But everyone was so willing to just say that the Raiders were stupid in giving up Khalil Mack, and of course, year one it's going to look that way. So anyway, reading the article before gave they've me some even had a chance to ben, draft to do anything, absolutely. Well, picks. Yes, yeah. let me tell That's you not two an things. Interesting headline, though. Let no. me tell you two yeah. things that in the, in the article that Ben didn't bring bring up. Number one. Khalil, Khalil Mack had 12 sacks. I think it was 12 sacks yeah, last the year. the Raiders had 13. <laughs> Number two. Yeah, you know what? I, shut up. Shut, keep it quiet, Vic. I didn't say those things for a reason. Uh, it's true, though. Uh, listen, Khalil Mack completely won the deal year one. It's, it's not even it's not even. And close. number two, it, it, later on in the article, it says, it, it, in one little like hidden sentence, it says, oh, and by the way, when the Raiders made this trade, they thought they were going to get a really high first round pick. Yeah. That pick has now dropped to 24. Because oh, yeah. the Bears so, won the division. Because yeah. they got Khalil Mack. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Oh. Okay. So, and then the guy who runs this MIT and first of all, MIT is not known for their business school. Number two, right. the guy who to, who ran <laughs> this stupid analytics thing is the owner of the of the Rockets, who's a wannabe Golden State Warriors guy who hasn't done anything with the Rockets with his analytics. So I, it's just this whole. And then in football, how many times has has picks you the best picks are in the other rounds? Like foot, I feel like yeah. football and baseball that happens all. The time where you get like these generational players, Mike Trout, that uh, are picked later on. You know what I mean? And the Raiders have a history, and and you've brought this up before, where the Raiders just have a history of not doing their homework when it comes to scouting people no, no, and, actually, and, and drafting no, them. No, that's actually opposite. So, well, you gave there, one. There was, you gave one example of. Well, there's but, been yeah. a couple situations yeah. where the Raider scouts have scouted the right people, but when given it, given that data to whoever was making the decision. That person decided to go rogue, make whatever decision they thought was right. Was it Gronk? One of Gronk those? was one. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that you talked about. Yeah, but there, that that example is actually. But, happened but there's a al- times. but there's yeah. also more examples of yeah. where they just made the wrong choice. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's no history of them showing us that they're going to do right with those picks. Does that mean it's not going to happen? Of course not. And so we do have to wait. But as of right now, I think you can still say that it wasn't a very smart move, and unless the Raiders can show they know what they're doing. You can't you can't say that uh, this award makes no sense to me. Well, just- so so far they've upgraded <laughs> they've upgraded three positions: left tackle, linebacker, and wide receiver. You know they and and you and you don't know what that rebuild looks like this year because they still have I think three first round picks this year, and I think two first round picks this year as well. 
So that's five players that are going to be picked in the top 60 to fill whatever those other needs are. Yeah. And I think once you do that, you're going to have enough young talent in. You're going to have these consummate professionals that are going to be coming in with, you know, hopefully Gruden is throwing away whatever happened last season and, and, and we start anew in, in 2019. And I mean, in reality, I think that the Raiders have to do well this year. And, and that, again, and, and well isn't over 500. Well is change the culture, no, improve go. <laughs> going into 2020 when they right. open in Vegas. Because yeah. I think that if they don't do at least that, I think that they're going to be losing market share. Um, you know, getting you know. Oh people come, come on! It's the Raiders. Yeah, that's, Raider fans. I don't. I don't think you have to worry about that. No, yeah, matter, no matter what. what. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Too. Well, You're not going to lose. Anything. All I'm saying is this: they're not Angel fans. It's, week, yeah, week no, 15, that's true. <laughs> week 15 and week 16 <laughs> home true. games when they're three and 13, they ain't selling out. And and I don't know how much of that is that it's the Oakland Alameda Coliseum where it's infested with rats and you know yeah, concessions don't work half the time. Not the greatest neighborhood. I don't know. But but the fact is is that you have to be competitive at the end of the season for fans to show up, even even as hardcore fans, even as hardcore Raiders fans are. Yeah. Now, good stuff, Ben. Thank Congratulations you. on the award. <laughs> Super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they're gonna get an EGOT. Is it EGOT, Vic? Isn't that Oscar? Oh, Oscar and. Emmy. And oh yeah, what is it? Tony there is the, yeah, and the yeah, MIT yeah, yeah. Business School Award. Yeah, the MIT <laughs> Business School Award. Congratulations That's on all your success. Yeah. You smell terrific. All right, <laughs> before we get out of here, Vic has some homework for us. I, I do. The so, heck is this? This was kind of cryptic in our show notes. Hey, listen, today. I stopped going to school on purpose. Yeah, I didn't I, want to do any more homework. So I know I may come back next week not prepared. I agree. Well, that, well, no, that would surprise news. no one. The good- <laughs> The good news is you have four weeks. I'm giving you guys four weeks. Okay, four weeks to get this I'm done, not, and you'll understand. You'll understand a little bit why, or you'll understand why. The hell am I trying to say? This whiskey's kicking in. Yeah. You'll, under, you'll understand why in a little bit. So, okay. um, I started thinking about you know our, our logo is based on Los Angeles, right? The Los Angeles yeah, city logo. Yeah. So I was like, you haven't checked out the new logo. Yeah, Just it's, it's really cool. Uh, Eric did an amazing job on it. Really <laughs> take a look at it. It's based on the LA seal. Yeah. And so it got me thinking about what were the best movies about L.A., Ooh. about Los Angeles. Swingers. Right? Oh, that's up there. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's not. Because um, oh, I had, I had to handpick – well, I had to handpick – I, I picked 12 movies, and I tried to pick – Pretty Woman. I tried to pick like a um, – a big round base of comedy, you know, action, all that kind of stuff. So okay. I, there was movies that I, I went back and forth a lot, but these are the ones that I chose to to present to you guys. So, Die Hard is probably number one. So if if you have not seen the movie, I ask you to watch the movie if possible. Oh, done. That's why it's four weeks. Okay. So um, and I then get there's my wife on board. There's two things. Is Game of Thrones in there? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Get men to agree LA to do it before ever. you. I'm say out. That. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and you don't. Ha- I mean, you don't have to watch it because yeah. if, you, especially if you know it's not going to be in your top. Because I'm going to give you 12 movies. Yeah. I want you to give me my, your top six. Okay. So if you know it's not going to be in your top six, so I'm, I'm assuming most of you guys have seen the movies. I don't think you guys have to watch any, but just okay. in case, I'm All giving right. you guys four weeks. Just, Perfect. And that includes Eric and, and Darren as well. So. Um, two two things I want you guys to rate the movie on is obviously the movie itself. How okay. great is it to you? Okay. Right? And number two, how well does it represent Los Angeles? Oh, okay. All right. I okay. like it. All right. So these are the movies you have to, cho- you have to choose from, and I will, I will text this list to you guys. Um, but here we go. So you have Reservoir Dro- Dogs. Ooh. Okay. Heat. Oh. That's a good one. Mulholland Drive. Never saw it. Yeah, I didn't either. I hear there's sex in it, though, so you know- <laughs> Probably you always, like it. you always think that I would watch shit just for sex. Well, that's I how I. That's that's my. I that was that my. Is. That was my angle for Game of Thrones. It didn't work. Um. <laughs> I watch things because of content. There's not wizards in Mulholland Drive, though. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. So he might actually. You got a better it. chance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, L.A. Story. Okay, with Steve Martin. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, Pulp Fiction. There's roller skating in that movie. <laughs> L.A. Story. No, there's roller. Skating. That's number one. There's roller skating in, in, in the movie with Dirk Diggler. Uh, what's that? Oh one? yeah, yeah. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Is that Boogie on Nights. the list? No, that's L.A. Uh, that is L.A., but it's it's not on the list. Okay. The Big Lebowski. Okay, that's oh, up there. Yeah. Wow. La La Land. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Die Nobody Hard. Nobody breaks into song. <laughs> Die Hard. Yes. Okay. Chinatown. Never saw it. Oh, great. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it's too old. <laughs> 
I was going to say, Ben, you should watch it because it's got it's like Jack Woody Nicholson. Allen in it. It's, no, it's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. Like it prime uh-huh. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, it's too old. I don't think you'd like okay. it. Okay. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, okay. wow. Uh, Boys in the Hood and Blade Runner. So yeah, those are the twelve you you get the choose, and I and I understand there's a lot of movies. What about don't NWA? at me. What's that? What about the NW uh, straight out straight of out of Compton? The, well, those two, yeah, that represents our upbringing, I think, the most accurately. Yeah, yeah, it was between those not, two. Not really. Well, no, you totally. <laughs> I, I know your rap <laughs> the sheet. Mean though. streets of Cerritos. Yeah. <laughs> straight out of Cerritos. <laughs> Brother. So I so Eric and Darren, um, though that's that's your guys' homework along with you guys. Um, top six, those swingers two criteria. Swingers isn't up there. Can't we swap one of those I for think, swingers? I think swingers should be in, in the well, top. Let's I swap take, La La Land. Yeah, take La La, La Land out because no one's going to pick. Can that we one. do that? In fact, no. Vic, because, because that's on there. Vic is will probably pick like. that. No, no because, let's swap Blade Runner because Blade Runner's in the future. So we we don't know how we don't know if LA is going to look like that. In uh, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so fair swingers enough. instead of Blade Runner. Fair enough. So, not to hijack your thing, but if you're giving us homework, I feel like we should at least get a little say in it. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, actually, I would like that, to watch Swingers again. Swingers was the first movie that came to mind. It's so For good. LA movies. Especially wow. living, That wouldn't have been mine. Well, but living, I understand. I get it. I, I lived for uh, like a year or two in yeah. the area where Swingers was filmed. And if yeah. you watch that intro to Swingers, all those pictures, the picture montage mm-hmm. is places that, that you see. And in fact, real quick, and I'm going off on a tangent, but I went into a supermarket and uh, you know the guy that they hang out with at the party? He goes, this place is dead anyway. Yes, he says, like, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, I was just trying to refer to him as a guy, but if he's a black guy to you. Well, I, I was just trying to whatever. prove you know, I knew who he was. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't see color. <laughs> the guy with the hat. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. yes. But he was at the supermarket there. Like, where this movie's being filmed, like, it's seeing him, like, I felt like I was in the movie. <laughs> so I might be a little biased to that one, but, yeah, yeah swingers totally. Well, that's part of the reason why I put La La Land in there, because it's the last, I don't know if you've seen it, but no. there is, is it, there it shows in it? you. <laughs> yeah. Then there, no, I haven't seen it. But all, all okay. So like for for example, when I was reading the article about Pulp Fiction, a lot of the places that are in Pulp Fiction no longer exist. Right. Same uh, thing's going to be with a lot of these older movies. These yeah. places are just not there. Where La La Land, it's all L.A. Really? and it's everything that you everything that you see in the movie you could go see today. And that's one of the reasons because L.A. I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of movies that were filmed in L.A. and there's a lot sure. of great movies that are not on this list. So I understand that. But this, um, it, you know what? In keeping with the the spirit of this, though, I, I think you're right that it, it is great in the movie, but also how it represents how, L.A. Because to you and whatever to me, L.A. I feel like to you guys, my favorite movie of all of those is probably Die Hard. But I don't know how I don't know that it represents L.A. better than exactly. Didn't they do that in Chicago when it was snowing? Or was that no, like no, he too? was. Uh, was he's, he PD Los from Angeles. Chicago? He's, but he's from he's Chicago. He's from New York. New York. He's not from yeah. LA. But one yeah. of them, there was Nakatomi Tower. You can see it. Yeah. It's in Century City. Mm-hmm. You can still go there. It's okay. still a location. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Oh, seeing it, it's funny because the second you see it, it's familiar. <laughs> and then once you know it's Die Hard, you're like, oh, Nakatomi Tower. <laughs> oh, Hans Gruber fell yeah. from right there. Yeah. Yeah. So your top six from those twelve. That's your homework in four weeks. Oh, done. All right, done. I mean, I think I could do it without doing any homework. I think I, 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 could, think I could too. But but let's yeah. let's uh, if we we don't have to do four weeks. Let's pushing, wait to talk to those guys. Yeah, we're yeah, we're and we can pull it up here. if we need to. But yeah, Ben Ben thought we were going to be done with this pod in half an hour. <laughs> I told Lest him I had not he forget how much he has to say <laughs> every week. Yeah, what did he say right before we started recording? <laughs> it's like thirty minutes. Let's go, guys. And and. I don't really don't have much to say today, so yeah, we could totally right. get this in under 30. Oh, classic <laughs> you guys bring it out ben. of me. Classic, Ben. You, you keep us honest. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's true. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Patrick. I appreciate it. Yep. All right, let's get out of here. We are Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts Pod. We're also on Instagram at that same handle. We're on Facebook, Reddit, all those. The website is guysinshorts.com. Leave a voicemail for us. Let us know if there's any L.A. movies that we forgot. 562-450-3356. And uh, hey, check out The King's Realm. Love those guys. Should probably play their commercial again. No, we shouldn't. Eh. <laughs> they don't care enough to create a new one. Why should we play their old one? Ooh, you know, because... Good point. The, it, just because they lack follow-through... We should play a doesn't corner... Doesn't mean they aren't doing a bang We should play a Corner of the Galaxy one instead. We should. No, hey, <laughs> no we shouldn't. Yeah, this week we could... <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. He, they took one of <laughs> our cornerstones of yeah. this podcast, and now he's only here every other week. So no, we're not going to encourage our. No, that 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 was my that dig show. at the at the King's Room that they're they're even less important now Ooh, than I don't the care. Corner. I still <laughs> think they're more important than uh, the corner of the galaxy. Yeah. We'll start playing a clouded ad, Vic. Oh, there you you're go. more dedicated. I like it. Let's do Check it. out clouded. You know what? <laughs> With all your free time, don't listen to those. I'm other sure guys. we could find a Vagisil commercial on YouTube that we could play instead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could. Now I really oh, want to find one. <laughs> you know what? Next week, let's play a Vagisil. Uh, Even though we're not sponsored by him, let's just do uh, it. That'd be awesome. We'll throw that to Vagisil. <laughs> good job. And clouded, by uh, the way. Yeah, listen to clouded. Yeah, it's good Vic, stuff. Doing a hell of a job. Ah, there thank you. I appreciate it. Clouded podcast. Thank you. Thank you. You get a different side of Vic, a more subdued. It mellow, is a yeah, it's kind a very monotone. Yeah, Victor. Ooh, brooding. That's a good word. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's good. Yeah, good, good mysteries. Oh, great mysteries! Who doesn't love a good mystery? Share the show with all your friends. Review it wherever you're listening, and uh, please subscribe. Also, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. I'm Jeff Wilson. That's Victor Costello and Ben Garcia. See you guys next week. What's more common than the common cold? Intimate itch. So it's nothing to be ashamed of. Vagisil Creams and Whites, the number one itch experts, can help stop itch instantly. No itch, no shame. Vagisil. Vagisil.